Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. My name is Chastity, aka the Luminary Luna Beams. And I'm Emily, the Fine Art Medium. And we're two mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call this podcast Lights at Midnight. Lamp. Ding. Ding. <laughs> hey guys, so today is a part two video of uh, what we did last week. Uh, the Waver Waverly Hills Sanatorium. We had Christy uh, tell us about her experiences. So basically what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to talk about, well, we're going to insert what happened to her prior to recording last week, the day we actually recorded. Um, and then we're going to insert her spirit box session from that night. And then we're going to insert some validation from Christy and we're going to insert some other things. But in between, we're going to talk about our experiences um, and our things that we've kind of come up with with Waverly uh, over the past week. So it's been a wild ride, guys. And if you haven't seen the first video, I would highly recommend going back and watching it because this is probably not going to make any sense. This is one of the, this is a very unique episode for us. Um so definitely bear with us. We've worked really hard on this all week long. So, uh, but it's very interesting actually. And the things that we found out. So yeah, I think, should we just go ahead and get started? Faux shizzle my nizzle bizzle. All right, Emily, what is your this week's experiences? So the only thing that really happened was actually, I think it was yesterday or the day before I was walking ghost and I felt something watching me and I turned around and looked and it's the same neighbor's house with the old lady who we didn't know if was a dead or alive. And I turn around and I look and in her new basement door window, I see an earthy looking at me like this, like the way she looks at me when she's, you know, <laughs> staring at me through the window, trying to intimidate me. And I just thought it was really funny because I'm like, mm, I bet you that's where she gets it. And yeah. yeah, and it was just trying to intimidate me. And I'm like, I'm not afraid of you. I threw open like a white door for it to cross, but it didn't want to. And I mean, I'm not quite sure. I don't think you can force anybody to cross or do anything like that. So I kind of just like let it decide. But I know, Chas, I think yeah. you have a different experience with that. Yeah, Um. just to clarify, it, it you can cross things over that don't want to go if they are in violation of universal laws. Um, so, but it, it requires, um, a lot of it requires us. And it sounds really cocky to say it like this, but it's just, I'm just being honest. It requires a certain level of understanding, a certain level of ascension and a certain type of spirit team, but you can't prove that you have no right to, um, you can ask this being or entity to cross, but it hasn't gave you a reason to make it cross. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how that works from my experience. Mm -hmm. So if it was like, uh, if you could 
prove that that being it mean just looking at you it's not unless it went home with you and like attached to you and started causing you problems then you can't really do you can ask it and you can ask for you know being guarded against it but you can't cross it that's to my best knowledge and my experience okay which is good to know i mean i thought it was something like that um i think it's more attached to the house or the lady that lives there so i, I mm. feel like you know but also then as i walked back a cat started following me again <laughs> so They're, yeah was it a real cat or a spirit oh it was cat? a real live cat yeah so nice. well i know you said you had a spirit mouse i do have oh yeah that was today i saw it scurry yeah. across the floor and well, a few weeks ago, I had to, you know, unalive one because it got caught in the glue trap and I didn't want it to suffer. So, I mean, I felt really bad and I was so conflicted about it. And of course, my fiance wasn't home, so I had to do something. And yeah, so it's like, would it be worse to let it sit there and suffer and then die of starvation and pain? Or would it be just... better just to, you know, bonk it and then get it done and over with? So I had yeah. I had to do it. It was so sad. I understand. It sucks when you have to do stuff like that, you know, but they harbor disease and all kinds of stuff. So you got to do what you got to do, you know. Mm -hmm. I get it. But I'm pretty sure it was that that mouse. <laughs> right. Right. Well, uh this week <laughs> so 3 days ago, I was just hanging out chilling. I wasn't even trying to channel and for whatever reason Everything opened up just like, it just wide open. And I was just trying to actually go to sleep. And um, I guess you'd say I was put in a vision. I wasn't asleep. I was still listening to my tablet. I could hear everything that was going on around me. Uh, and I saw a lady with a, she had white hair in a bun and she was sitting in a rocking chair, rocking back and forth, smoking a cigarette. And she was looking like to the side and um in my mind I was like hey and I didn't like verbally say it of course I was like hey and she looked over at me and when she did it it's weird she just kind of hit her cigarette again it's really weird and um <laughs> any anyway she ended up going right back in like to the chair and she sucked into the wall or whatever this space was. And it was like, it was black. She was in the black dark. This was no cut. This wasn't in color. And it like opened up like this. And as it, that space opened up like this standing in this area was uh, a bunch of black shadows. And I was actually in Waverly. Um, there was tons of black shadows. They all looked exactly the same. They all looked like they were wearing hoods. So they were the shape of human beings. And my perspective was like on top of the ceiling. So I'm like, at first it was like kind of up and down. And then, um, then I was like, you know, I'm a being of light because this place was pitch dark. Oh, that's what I left out. I asked the lady if she wanted, I said, Hey, are you okay? Do you need to cross? And I brought the light in. That's what happened. And when I brought the light into that area, she looked up and then she hit her cigarette again and she slid back into her rocking chair. That's what happened. That's what I left out. And that light exposed all this. 
Um, and again, this was a vision. I have visions like this, but this was in a place that was very, very dark. Without the light that I actually pulled in and like myself, you couldn't see it. It's like, uh, and I've had this happen before where I might end up uh, being not necessarily sent in a way, well, in a way, um, sent to these places when I'm dealing with cases that are extremely just dark and you can't see anything. Sometimes you can see things moving in the blackness, but until that light comes in, it doesn't illuminate any, nothing's illuminated. There is no light. So that's how I knew I was in a very low vibrational place. Uh, again, I was not asleep. And I told them, you know, I'm a being of light. I'm protected. And when I said that, it was like they parted and then shuffled over to like, because I was in the hallway with all the windows looking out the building. And they parted and went to the windows and stood in line. And I know this is wild. Trust me. I'm, I'm hearing what I'm saying here. But um, basically then this guy on a horse, I'm trying to relive this here in a way, this guy on a horse he had like a regular hat, not a cowboy hat. And um, he come riding through. So there's some authority there because all the other ones went over to the side and started looking out the window. And when I did that, like from my perspective, I'm looking down at this point, kind of at an angle. And um, in front, like if my, it was just, just my eyes, right? And then right here, I saw the creeper. I saw the creeper crawl up and look back at me to go join the guy on the horse. Crazy experience. I have no, I mean, that was, it was just wild, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm pretty sure it's really dark. Yeah. Like it's, it's a really dark place. Um, I felt like, I, I mean, I know I saw, Waverly. It was all in black, white, and gray, and even the white parts of the images weren't really white. They were gray. Mm -hmm. um, even the light I shined in, it was enough to light up the area. And, oh, well, I called in. Um, it was enough to light up the area, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. so, it's been a... It, it's been an interesting week because I've had some, uh, I haven't felt very good. I know Emily hasn't felt very well at times. Um, to be a hundred percent honest with y'all, we're ready to close this one out. Hell yeah. We're keeping it in, yeah. We're keeping an energetic thread open. You can probably tell that at least my energy is kind of low right now. I don't, I feel it's really interesting because I feel like I can't find the words that I want to say. And whether that's translating through this video, it's like I'm having to try extra hard and that's normally not hard for me. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah. So if I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying every to time, ground myself. Yeah. Every time I try to, or even think about this place, I get either a headache or a stomach ache. Yeah. Yeah. It's been something. So pretty much, um, I've had a couple more experiences, but we're just going to keep it short and sweet because there is about, mm, let's say 30 minutes of audio uh, that we're going to do. So <clears throat> pretty much first and foremost, we're just going to add a little clip of the history of Waverly because we did not include that last week and it's something we wanted to do, but we figured it would be a good segue to get back into the episode. So we're going to go ahead and insert the history clip here. 
Waverly Hills Sanatorium is a former tuberculosis hospital located in the Waverly Hills neighborhood of Louisville, Kentucky, that was first opened in 1910 as a two-story facility able to accommodate between 40 and 50 tuberculosis patients. Over time, there was a greater need for expansion due to the tuberculosis public health crisis in America at the time, so there was a decision made to construct the second Waverly Hills Sanatorium to meet the demand of new patients in 1926. The expansion consisted of a five-story brick and concrete building that was connected to the original wooden structure by a tunnel. The new building added 400 beds to the sanatorium, bringing its total capacity to 500 patients. During its operation, Waverly Hills Sanatorium treated over 63,000 patients, of whom over 6,000 died, but allegedly there was up to 10 times the amount of deaths that were reported. Unfortunately, most of the documentation has been lost to time or never reported. The hospital closed in 1961 due to the success of antibiotic drug streptomycin and lowering the needs for such a facility. Waverly Hills has been vacant since 1981 and it has fallen into disrepair, but still remains an important part of Louisville's history. It is a reminder of a time when tuberculosis was a major health threat and it is a treatment to the medical advances that have been made in the past century. This is what is left of this historical site that remains standing today. Waverly Hills Sanatorium is now considered to be one of the most haunted places in the United States, and it has been featured in numerous television shows and documentaries about haunted places. There are many stories and legends about ghost and paranormal activity at the sanatorium, including some of the most common stories like the controversy of room 502 and the woman ghost. This room is said to be haunted by a ghost of a nurse that was hung in a nearby bathroom. The, the body chute. This is a tunnel that was used to transport bodies from the sanatorium to the morgue. It is said to be haunted by the ghost of many people who died there. The third floor. This floor is said to be the most haunted in the sanatorium, and it is where many of the most disturbing stories and legends originated. Waverly Hills Sanatorium is now a popular tourist destination, offering historical tours, paranormal tours, and overnight investigations. All right, guys. So, basically, I know that was very short and sweet. It was just an overview. Uh, but one thing that I found interesting is, and I did not write this completely myself, I had AI's help a little bit and I had to rearrange it and do whatever. But um, one of the things I found interesting about the history of this place is I mentioned in the last video, I mentioned the third floor creeper. Uh, that's evidently one of, between that and four is one of the most haunted floors. Um, let's see, what else was it? The girl, the nurse, mentioned the nurse, and then the body shoot. And you will see later in this video, Christy does uh, talk about the body shoot and she did validate that there are definitely a bunch of dark shadows. Well, my experience, I know there's other things there, but what exists in this like flat, I don't, it's not flat, but like this compact energy where I said all the timelines kind of smushed in on each other. I do want to validate that really fast. I want to say that um, it's not like all the timelines collapsed and they're just not there. 
they're there but this realm has actually like sucked up different negative things from all the timelines and this space that has been created this darker like lower vibrational space that's where all these black shadows are and i'm pretty sure some of these are people some of them may not be. I don't think all of them are. But I'm going to say right now, it's been wild. Like, that experience was crazy. It's been a while since I had one like that. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I can validate the hat guy you saw in your vision. Oh. You... Yeah. That's true. And that I wasn't going to talk about this. But the Seer app, I just downloaded it and tried it out. Like, I don't know, me and Emily did like a month ago. But in that one video, um, I know that you guys can't see it on the podcast. So you might have to go to YouTube and just check out these. Uh, but <laughs> basically, in that one, um, what's it called? The picture or whatever. The house that's like white, that's got like the window in the freaking window. There is a figure that has a hat. <laughs> I'm I'm freaking out. I just realized that. Yeah. I didn't put two and two together. You're gonna have to insert that picture for everybody to see it. <laughs> Y'all are watching this live. Yeah. <laughs> this is like mind blown. Action. I know. So I mean, when we were going into this, I mean, of course, Chas kind of knew like that this place was famous. I had no idea <laughs> about it. Yeah. So today, just to make sure I had like the history down, I watched like, of course, a Sam and Colby video because it's one of the first things that pops up on YouTube when you search this place. And they went through the history and they were talking about this guy that wears a hat that people have seen. So I wanted to just bring that up because you said in the vision you had that you saw the guy with the hat. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't even think about that. Like, that didn't even... I know I said it, but I hadn't... Because it's just been so much that we yeah. had to do for this episode and stuff. Like, I just realized that. So I'm definitely going to have to insert that. And now I'm thinking, because Spirit told me to turn on the Seer app, and I normally don't use any apps. Yeah. I am a ghost box. I don't I don't necessarily need it. I'm not being offensive. I'm not trying to be offensive. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it's just something I normally don't do. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so these images i'm gonna go ahead and probably insert them all because uh mm -hmm. they're wild they are they yeah. really are crazy in comparison because there's actually a girl behind the bars and uh she's like i'm trapped or it said trapped or stuck and then as soon as i mm -hmm. ac i accidentally switched over to the other ghost app the first thing it said was dozens and i was like mm. oh there's a lot of shadow yeah yeah yeah, so many. it's wild. Mm -hmm. It really is. And, and we, uh, his we have to validate. I was going to say we're going to have to validate Tom, too, because I got a validation with him, too. Cool. Yeah, um, we'll definitely get into the creeper and Tom uh, towards the end when we do our conclusion, mm -hmm. for sure. So you guys hang around for that. Um, and we found out a bunch of different things. And Christy's going to talk about some of those in her recordings. But, um, you know there's a possibility like Emily you picked up on um I think you were picking up on the nursing home because this place actually uh was it 1962 became like kind of like a nursing home it was like in the 19 or... early 1960s mm -hmm. and it uh, all of way all of Waverly actually closed down in uh 
1981. Yeah. And it was actually uh, published in the newspaper on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Which one of those clips was in the history clip. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. But yeah, um, it's it's wild. There's a lot to talk about. And I would highly encourage y'all, if you're interested in going, it's a very interesting place. Mm-hmm. Um, we're definitely going to try to go. I know we said that, but make sure if you uh, don't mind, like and subscribe because we want to mm-hmm. go. Help us go. Help us go by subscribing to our content and liking and sharing our videos. Yep, exactly. Mm. And uh, I guess what we'll do next, unless you have anything else to add, is go ahead and add Christy's um, experience from before we recorded. Mm -hmm. This is just to kind of validate and teach. This is is to kind of pair in with part one. And I do a little bit of commentary during this. Mm -hmm. Uh, explaining what's happening and what's going on. So guys, just hang on. If you want to skip through some of it, it is 18 minutes long, roughly, give or take. Um, And, you know, we'll be right back after this clip. All right. Today's been a very interesting day. It is Friday. Well, actually, yesterday. So it's a little after 12 a.m. And it is the full moon eclipse day. So, all day yesterday, so the 27th of October, um, this is the day that me and Emily sat down to channel in the situation over at Waverly. And basically, um, Emily started channeling, and channeling in and she got sleepy and ended up feeling like she was going to pass out from channeling in. Well, I haven't talked to my friend Christy all day, the lady that has provided us with these stories, and I myself have felt very off the rails in terms of, like, my brain. Like, I try to focus on doing something, and I can't, and it was really, really bad, and sometimes I have this problem, but not to this extent. Well, I've been off Messenger most of the day trying to get my projects that have deadlines done because it's extremely important to me and I have, you know, time frames, other people depend on me, and I have not been able to successfully get anything done. Well, I checked Christy's messages and um, it starts basically right around 12 o'clock on Friday, so like just a little bit ago, and it says, dude, Every effing time. Now, I'm going to play these voice messages. Um, and I haven't spoke to Christy since yesterday. So keep that in mind. I came outside, got in the passenger side of my car. Same thing happened. Third time now. Third freaking time. It's like something walked through me. I hate that. It's on the same side of the car. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Fuck. All right, and she's saying whatever is outside is getting stronger and it's not good. Hey, my heart is like pounding a mile a minute. I got to the roofing company, okay? And um, I back in like always do up to the door because it's just safer that way. And um, getting foggy, sorry. Um, um, yeah, at the end of the road, I saw something. I saw somebody. And, uh, but nobody was there. And then I came out to the car twice and the same feeling of something coming through, went through me, um, happened. And I was coming outside this last time 
as soon as I hit that door to the outside, it happened again. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like saying the Lord's Prayer. And I don't even know why I'm about to cry, but I am. It was like an intense feeling over me. Like it was not happy that I was doing it. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> I don't get it. But whatever's out here is getting stronger. And it's messing with me more. And I don't know why. Um, yeah. Why am I crying? So basically, she goes on to say, what's wrong with me? Well, I see these messages. I was on, I was literally on messenger. I start to see these messages come through. And what Christy didn't know is that Emily had already started channeling in. So basically what this means is the fact that this is happening is there is some type of spiritual connection between Waverly and Christy, which y'all have heard how compassionate she is about the spirits in that facility and there's nothing wrong with her per se it's not her these emotions are not coming from her um and uh there's a couple other messages she just says i'm going to text you in about five seconds it's been a terrible night i just left i had to and i started to respond i said emily started channeling the thing about waverly um that's what it is it's not you and I have intentions to do it as well. We're going to take care of it. Give me a few minutes. I'm sorry. Letting Emily know. Uh, this tells me a lot about what's going on. And she says, why would he do that? He's always been protective. I'm, uh, I'm now away from there and I still feel it. And what she's referring to is the spirit that is uh, not direct. It's not officially. It's not official, but its name is Thomas, and it's a spirit that I've talked to her about, and kind of gave her some information about how emotional bonds can form between a spirit and a person, and this is how they feed, especially earthbound spirits. Even if they're not trying to hurt you, but there's something to there's something to all this. And I haven't even. I know some of the stuff. I haven't channeled in everything yet. Again, this recording's happening before we actually record the podcast itself, the episode itself. So, um, you know, we're doing this for validation purposes to kind of show y'all what's going on behind the scenes, um, and how these things can happen. So, um, I, to go on, I say it's something to do with Waver Wave Waverly, whether or not it's him. Um, anyways, and I go on to say, I just got back to Emily's messages because I've had a really bad mental health day today and it's not anything that's like, it's just my mind is so scattered. I can't get nothing done and I'm on time limits and I felt very overwhelmed. And when Emily started channeling in for Waverly to see what's there, she told me this 20 or 30 minutes ago. Essentially, this is so, I fucking hate Facebook. It's so retarded. But, um, essentially what I said was I had a lot of sleep today and I'm not even, I wasn't even tired going into this. Like I was ready. And the second I start, like I was able to go through the entire recording fine. But then the second I started trying to channel in Thomas is when I went sleepy sleep and everything went black. So during this time, I forwarded messages back and forth between Christy and Emily. So they understood what's going on because it's between the three of us. And that's what Emily was saying, because 
Emily, I did not tell her prior to channeling because we don't give each other much information, if any at all, prior to our findings. That's the thing uh, about all this. So they are kind of in between. But I told Emily about Thomas and the creeper. I said there are two. She validated some things with me a little bit prior. Um, that's about as far as we went. So next is Christy. Girl, I'm just so confused right now. It's like my brain can't even function right. I don't even know how to tell you how I feel. It's weird. Um, yeah. And don't apologize. I mean, I don't even know what's going to happen. I just uh, don't even know. It's like I just can't, I can't think. I cannot focus on what I'm trying to say. I don't, I don't know why. But I don't, I can't. And, uh, yeah. It may have to do with literally. I'll just, uh, okay, yeah, okay, that sounds, that's better. I feel better now because I was like, he's never done anything. He's always protected me. <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying. Please make it quick. Oh, my God. But, yeah, like, I don't know. It was just bad, dude. It was bad. Oh, the pressure. It was like pressure on my chest, and I it was like I couldn't breathe again. And, um, why am I crying? I don't know why. Oh my God, the breathing tuberculosis, the TV hospital. What the fudge? Yeah. So, Christy is very clairsentient and empathic. Uh, just kind of like Emily. But Christy's just starting out on her journey of understanding, like, um, how this stuff works. That's how I met Christy. Me and Christy's actually worked um, a case together already. Uh, we've became friends very fast. And she's talking about Waverly being a tuberculosis hospital. Um, also validating, another validating point is if you listen to the podcast in the past, if I have a case coming up uh, or something to do with a clearing, I will either, I will take on the emotions, the actions, I will have the visions, I will see and feel things uh, and or uh, kind of what my client is experiencing. So I, I don't, I know why I say I don't understand why, but I really, I do know why. It's because Spirit's giving me a point of reference and it validates the situation because all three of us haven't talked together today. Um, matter of fact, Emily and Christy have never spoke directly. Um, it's only been like right now through me. So I just wanted to say that. And there's just a little bit more left here. That's why between what happened with Emily and you, whatever's funneled in, whether it's Thomas or not, whatever Thomas is or whatever's attached to Thomas has attached to you. That's how I'm feeling. And I say, that is exactly how I felt all day. Can't connect my thoughts exactly in bold letters. And then she, uh, Christy says, uh, I figured something was up. So he's a six foot tall, basically is what they say. Six foot tall black shadow is what he is. And she's referring to Thomas. Yeah. That explains a lot because I literally have been going through the same thing and it's painful. So there's a problem here, more so than we thought. Like we were just expecting to channel Waverly. We wasn't expecting to like have it like a, a clearing. 
but this is what it's turned into. And just know that your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings are not directly probably your own right now. Um, my head, I had to ground myself. I had to do a full-blown meditation. So when I say it's not her of her own, it's because she's empathically and clairsentiently picking up emotions from having a bond between this location and the spirits there. So we've got, well, there's going to be about four or five more minutes. I'm not sure if we'll edit all this out, but I think this is really important um, as validation and giving you guys a little bit behind the scenes exactly to what we deal with when we have these cases. And this is what this season is about. It's about integration and to show you guys like, people do experience this this is the whole point and i hope that message is coming across but i'm going to go ahead and uh, continue here there's quite a bit left and honestly uh there are some evps as well but we'll go ahead and pick up on this yeah so <sighs> i don't know how to explain it um right now <laughs> Um, so they had an investigator up there and really we're not even supposed to use his name and say Thomas because it's not a factual thing. Like nobody can find their, their records just don't exist. The records don't exist there. And so they go off of just investigating and there's an investigator up there and he's the one that got the name Thomas. And so... That's just what we've called him. That's what he's always answered me to. And last time I was there, I started crying. I was like, I'm sorry. I felt so much guilt because I felt like I lost my family. I walked away from them. And it's not just him. It's the other spirits. But I feel like I walked away and didn't say goodbye. And it wasn't even my fault. And so, um... I told him, I was like, I'm so sorry. I would have never done it like that. <laughs> I'm going to send at least one. I'm getting two guardians that are going to be sent to your front door. And I would like for you to try to relax and calm down. And I don't know where you're at right now I think you're at home and I would ask of you to try to chill out for the rest of the night I don't know what you have planned or what you're doing but it's probably best for you just to relax and take a breath and do something that doesn't involve scrubbing rushing around cleaning doing like I would try to settle in for the night and just know that it is not directly you because the fact that all Emily did was start looking into this and I haven't yet and this happens means it feels threatened because it, it knows it's going to go. So that's why I can't get anything done today because I'm like, I've almost cried today because I can't get what I absolutely have to get done. And I have tried very hard and nothing's happening. So now I know why. Now I can fix it. We can fix it.
Yeah, and Emily had a six-foot-tall black shadow thingy follow her while she was walking the dog, too. So, that would explain a lot. Yeah, so while, uh, well, earlier in the evening, prior to channeling, Emily was out walking the dog, and she felt something, and she looked behind her, and there was a black shadow. And she had to deal with that, too. So, I'm almost to the end. Uh, there's one more message, a uh, voice message from Christy. Yeah, I, um, I keep trying to calm down. And I can tell it's not me. And so, I'm sitting here and I'm like, Christy, just calm down. Take a minute, breathe. And I just can't. And that's how I've been feeling. Like, when I'm up there, even. I don't get it. But it's hit me so hard I couldn't breathe at times. It was terrible. And I will say something else on four. There was a geriatric doctor who started a geriatric floor up there. And um, when he did that, the fourth floor was not supposed to be used. It was only supposed to be like the first and second or second and third, something like that. Well, somebody came up there one day and discovered a bunch of patients. And they were on the fourth floor. They were a bunch of elderly people. And they were being starved. They had nobody there to take care of them. They were covered in feces and urine and whatever else. They were not taken care of. And, of course, that upsets me because I worked in healthcare for so long. And my elderly people are my heart. And so, um, they had all these people up there like that. So that's the last voice message I'm going to share. Basically, she's like, I'm on my way home. And I'm like, that is an emotional connection that is known to be between the spirits. And uh, that is when the bond becomes unhealthy. They're feeding off of it. That's how it works 100%. And you have a guardian with you in the car. So, um, basically... Before me and her chatted tonight, when all this started happening, she did a series of spirit box sessions with the Necrophonic app. So we do have copies of those. Uh, we will be editing some of that out um, and just putting in some of the responses that she got while this was happening. Um, I did advise her against that. She's a paranormal investigator at heart. That's what she does, obviously. Um, but during these emotional and high-stress times when things are happening, and she didn't know. So I'm not downing her by any means here. But it is important to understand that when you're having paranormal activity that's affecting you emotionally, uh, it's not the best idea to use spirit boxes because although they are better than Ouija boards, they still are a point of connection with lower vibrational spirits because only lower vibrational spirits generally come through those. Higher vibrational spirits, uh, benevolent beings, do not communicate in the same way. And that is just my personal opinion. I know everybody else has a different opinion. Uh, maybe that's because I connect with higher vibrational and lower vibrational entities differently. They carry a different resonance. Uh, sometimes they will come through, but um, higher vibrational beings usually do not. So I will leave that there. Uh, I just felt this was important to include in this episode uh, as validation and a little bit of behind the scenes of actually what happens. Again, this was not meant to be a case, but it has turned into a case and we are going to help Christy for sure. And interestingly enough, I just had a pressure drop in my room. 
I felt it and everything. That only happens too when the energy changes. So I am signing off. But yeah, guys, I hope that made it a little more clear about what we were talking about. And again, the only reason that I wanted to share this is kind of like an insider perspective and explain exactly how, uh, or give you some more details of exactly how things can follow you back from locations and why it's important to be protected. You know, it's super important. Okay, I was going to say we came to the same conclusion that Tom followed her back. Mm-hmm. And he's being very, um, what do we call it? Very suspicious and sus. And he's got that like troll vibe where he'll be nice and shit for her. And then all of a sudden, like, he'll mess with her. But like, not yeah. just like in a fun kind of way, but like in a nasty way. Because he still yeah. needs to get that energy. Yeah. So exactly. So even if technically... He wasn't bad to start. He probably realized in his earth, earthbound spirit form that he still needs to get energy and he had to survive in any means. So he kind of turns him dark in a way. And I think that's what happened. But I think he was already nasty when he was alive right. because, you know, I did the channel and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Well, not a lot, but there's enough to talk about mm-hmm. with him because he's. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely something pretty dark. Um, and yeah. I guess we'll go ahead next and just throw in the spirit box session. It's about four minutes and 45 seconds. There's several things in here that are really mm-hmm. interesting because she, did, she didn't do this at Waverly. She did this in her car, in her driveway uh, mm-hmm. after she, while she was messaging me uh, through the last experience, yeah. the ones we just shared. So basically... Um, we're going to, we're going to insert that. And then there's a few things we're going to pull out because as I was listening to that, um, yeah, I'll, we'll just roll the, the footage. That'll be fine. I don't know what's going on, but like right now I'm feeling very off. Um, crying don't feel right. And we're going to find out what the hell is going on. Who's here? Who? Here's here. Why are you inside the phone? Can you say the number eight? Why? Say eight so I know you're here. Good job. Now, why are you messing with me? Help. Help. What do you want? What do you want from me? Are you evil? Are you evil? Do you not like the Lord's Prayer when I was saying it? Do you not like the Lord's Prayer? Do you want me to say it again? Yeah. Do you want me to start praying again? Yep. Alright. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Quit cussing. Be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Jesus, tell me to shut up. Did you tell me to shut up? Yeah. 
That's what I thought. Why are you not playing through this phone right? You know I'm gonna go back and listen to this, correct? Yeah, okay, good. Let me try something and see if I can get it through the speaker. What happened to you? Why are you here? Why? That's all? Say the number to you so I know you're here. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. How many are there? Nine? Four. Yep. <laughs> How many are here? How many spirits are there here? How many? Yeah, how many are here? Show me to get out. Why do you walk through me? Oh, no, my name's Christy. What is my name again? Did you just say my name? What's my name? What's my name? You can't say it, can you? Six. Oh my god. What is my name? Peace. Caitlin. Is that what you just said? You better watch it. What's my name? What? Christy. Okay, I'm gonna go back. I'm not happy already that I heard her name. So you better leave her alone. Got it? Do you understand? I'm going because I cannot sit here much longer. Really? All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, so um, that was wild. The, mm -hmm. There were several things, like you heard Tom, you heard different yep. names. I mean, it was directly responding to her. Um, mm -hmm. And then the creepiest thing for me personally was that sound the sound mm -hmm. that the creeper made um mm -hmm. and i heard it and in the first part i talk about how the creeper sounds like it's scratching and tapping at the same time yeah. and like a and yeah. it has a certain like sound we talked about we couldn't we can't yeah. mimic that because that's just not a sound humans make honestly um yeah so yeah but 
there's one other thing that I found because I ended up watching the Sam and Colby video and me and Emily didn't know that we watched the same one because I decided like late, well, probably a couple hours before we recorded this. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and watch something because we're pretty much closed out mm -hmm. with everything. And uh, they catch the same sound on the ceiling. And Emily yeah. pointed it out while I was, before I listened, I'm like, oh, okay. So we're going to go ahead and roll that really quick too, just so you can hear it. I'm to confirm with you. Can you step away real quick? Come over here. Yo. Something's above. I hear like scratching. You know what they said about the creeper, right? Because to me, like, I don't put as much stock in um, spirit boxes all the time, but I know they do, they can work. But, you know, you have to ask yourself, is this app actually recording? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, what's your opinion on them? Or is it, or I think some of them are suggestive and it's kind of like how an, a smartphone would work in a way because it's kind mm -hmm. of like how ads just pop up even though you were talking about it. And that's why I think mm -hmm. some of the apps are just like that. And it that's why I get really skeptical and I don't like using the apps. And I'd rather actually use the handheld one. Yeah. Like the because radio it's one. literally going through. Yeah, I trust that more than the phone because it makes me question since I don't know how it was made, whether or not it was legit. However, the fact that it caught the skittery and the noise from the thing, yeah, that made it more um, valid for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know this might sound wild and y'all are like, yeah, but y'all could have done this or y'all could have done that. No, the we didn't. Okay believe us or not i'm i'm dead i mean first all of all we're too fucking busy to be dicking around like that mm -hmm. and second yeah, because oof. i don't even know how to do half the shit that they do on the television shows like with zach bagel bites and fucking some of these other youtubers like i don't know i i am computer like basic i'm a basic ass bitch i know i mean chas i can't speak for you but like i don't know how to do any of this shit i just know how to hit record and stop record and that's about it right <laughs> well i like to think i'm a little bit technical technologically advanced but i'm not superior by any means um we make this happen so hey <laughs> chas remember her daughter's name came up in the spirit box too yeah, and you can't say wild. that the, yeah, you can't say that she fed it that name because she didn't because she screen recorded the entire session. Yeah, she did. She sure did. Um, so all that came through, and this again, the spirit box was right after, uh, the eight the converse. Well, it was part of that eighteen minute conversation that we shared for learning purposes. Um, and again, she approved all of this. I would never just put somebody's stuff out there without asking them just in case anybody was wondering um but yeah so it was really weird and I would um actually like to hear if y'all heard anything else because we heard a lot of things but we only highlighted what um we felt was important so if you heard anything um and it's probably best to listen with uh earphones in too if you want let us know what you picked up from the spirit box in the comments below if you're watching on youtube or feel free to comment on podbean because we actually have a comment section on podbean that you can uh chat with us okay so um you know moving right along christy validated some things that we said so she watched uh part one of course and then she went back and she gave us some commentary 
Okay, so um, we're going to go ahead and roll that footage too. Um, it is not, it's not very long. It's less than 10 minutes. So we're going to go ahead and insert that and then um, we'll pick right back up and discuss what we have found and like our opinion on the spirits that we talked about in part one. Okay. And I am uh, watching the video now. Well, sort of watching, listening. Um, I'm trying to think. The the thought, like you feel like somebody's watching you, is true. Um, there's been a few times I felt like something's behind me or something's watching me. Um, when the building is um, amped up, it really feels like it. So um, that's yeah, that happens. But you do always have a sense of not being alone. And there really is a sense of not being alone. Because even when I cleaned the bathroom, something came in there one time. And it was a men's restroom. And nobody ever did that to us. I was in there cleaning one day. None of the guys would ever come in there. If they needed to, they'd knock and yell or something. And I'd go out. I'm in the back stall. And I'm like, here in the stall next to me, which would be the middle one, open, close. And I hear somebody sit down on the toilet, right? I'm thinking, why would they, who would do that? Because they never do that. And so I just kept on going. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go out of here so they can do their thing. I don't want to smell it anyways. Well, no joke. Kayla comes in and she's like, starts talking to me about something. And it dawns on me. That guy never left. And I haven't heard him. I bend over. I was like, Kayla, hold on. And I bend over and I look. Well, I'll be damned with nobody in there. And she goes what's wrong she just saw the look on my face and she knew something was off i was like you're not gonna believe she goes i believe it i see your face <laughs> i was like nobody's there because it doesn't matter i can have this experience 20 times every time it never ceases to amaze me never i will get excited every time i will be amazed every time it's because you don't get to see this it's actually something i don't know something yeah like you feel good that you get to see this or proud or I don't know what the word is you know what I'm talking about okay the one that she's talking about this the suspicious guy hairline all that stuff I think she could be talking about the homeless man because I mean this is just my opinion um only because of the fact that um that's what he was there to do he was there to keep tabs on the building and make sure nobody was in there damaging stuff or partying or whatever you know uh, because right before they bought the building I mean it was looked like a freaking party central happened in there I mean they were just having a good old time and you know I had a lot of cleanup that had to be done in that building but he was in there and they let him stay because he was going to be basically their security and so it was his job basically to go around and stalk people and he is kind of I don't want to say like overbearing but he can be feel that way I think I guess because he's um he is trying to protect the place and if you don't belong then you don't belong you know what I'm saying something else I remember hearing and I don't remember who said it or where it was at in the video but um I heard that somebody or something said that it was torture there and I don't think I've said this to you yet but honestly it wasn't it was um at the time considered the wanted facility for people to go into they had a wait list um 
because people believed in Waverly that much. And they weren't doing terrible. Um, you know, the things they did and put in place, some of them worked, but they also didn't work, you know? But, yeah, I mean, it was just basically now what you would call state-of-the-art facility. You know, they took good care of their patients. And I, I think a lot of time where the bed rap comes from and they're like, oh, well, they, they were crazy and they were treated like crap, was from the time that they were Woodhaven. And when it was Woodhaven, that's when a lot of stuff started happening. It wasn't, I mean, I'm sure things happened with Waverly, but not like this extreme as it was with Woodhaven. And there wasn't mental patients and it wasn't anything like that. I mean, people wanted to go there. So the stomach pain could either be her, I mean, um, sorry, him that you're getting or actually the homeless guy because three guys broke in one night and murdered him like beat the crap out of him and murdered him i'm almost positive there's records on this one but i can't swear to it i'll have to look because um i know the boys dying is in question and somebody said that the story is in question but it interests me because I met a family member of the supposed one of the guys that murdered him. She was like, yeah, he was killed. And she told me how the guy was killed, her heart, whatever was killed. I'm sure it was like a nephew, great nephew, something like that. And uh, it was one of the ways, one of the boys in the story that we always hear or told or tell um, was murdered or not murdered, killed. But, yeah, they got off of murder um, after they killed this man. And it wasn't, I mean, he told us when we, <laughs> we did that spirit box and Caitlin had those headphones on. He said that, I can't remember at the moment, but it was something like stabbed, strangled, can't breathe, something along those lines. So, I don't know exactly, but, yeah, he was beat pretty good. I do see shadow figures down there. Um, one night, well, you'll hear voices too. Um, two different stories I'll tell you really quick. We had our night there, which we get um, one night a year just for helping. And we were down in the body shoot. And she is freaked out. Like, she just does not. And it was saying her name. I said, are you messing with her? And it goes, yeah. And I'm cracking up, dude. She's walking off cussing it. I was like, you got to be respectful. I was like, you don't want that coming after you, dude. Like, she freaked. And then I was down there with one of my last tours, very last tours I ever did there. And uh, I'm down in the body shoot. And... They were saying that, like, the tour, it goes in, like, kind of a semicircle, and we're not even to the, to the shoot down yet, um, and so, we're standing there, she's giving her speech, whatever, and I look, and I see these two ladies standing there, and I see them turn around and walk off, like, towards the, the actual, like, where the, um, bodies would go. I took off, like, over on the, I was like, excuse me, excuse me, and I, like, took off down that way, and you can't see nothing, like, it is pitch black in there. So, I had to use my flashlight going that way. And I look, and, like, nobody is there. I'm looking down the chute, and I'm like, nobody's there. Well, I walk back, and I look at the guy that was there, and I said, were two women just standing by you? He said, no. And it dawns on me. It hit me at that very moment. It was two nurses. That's what they were. I saw them. They were two nurses. And they were gone, quick. But 
that was the last night I was there. And so, I mean, I have more experiences down there, but those are just two quick ones. Um, because Caitlin even had one down there. It was wild. And I was, like, begging her to get the headphones off and let's go. But she's, she's her mother's daughter. So, um, anyways, what the body she was not at the morgue. They had a morgue, and then they had a, um, I can't remember, auxiliary morgue, morgue is what they called it. Auxiliary morgue. Because there were so many bodies that the morgue couldn't handle it all. There's in the basement, I don't know if you can, like, picture this, but... I call it basement. It's the first floor. But there's a long hallway, okay? And there's the auxiliary morgue right there. And on your left-hand side. It's a big room. Big room. And then you go through double doors. And there on your left is the morgue. They didn't have patient rooms down there, I don't think. No, they didn't. Um, The only thing they had down there was, like, electroshock therapy that I know of in that area. So... The elevator from surgery that I told you about was right there beside the morgue morgue. The reason they started using the body chute for bodies is because they want to keep a patient morale. And so, this comes out at the bottom of the hill. Like, you can't even see it from up on the hill. I'm, I don't even think you can see it in the winter. I was going to say maybe in the winter, but no. And so, that's where they would pick the bodies up from. They didn't want anybody to know it. And, um... The body shoot now ends with just a wall. Um, there's nothing there. The building collapsed that was down there. Um, but originally, there was a building there that um, they would come to and pick up the bodies. The mortuary or whatever it's called. What did they call it? Mort- mortician. Mortician would pick it up. Yeah. Third floor and fourth floor. It depends on who you ask. The fourth floor, a lot of people think has the most activity. Um, and it's the wildest. My opinion, yes. The fourth floor is crazy. Um, shadow figures, like you wouldn't believe. We were on tours. Um, well, no, that was on three. Hmm. But anyways, we were on, um, on four. You will see shadow figures, um, constantly. I mean, that's where they do shadow play is what they call it. Because of the fact that the shadows are prevalent on that floor. And then, um, the creeper kind of creeps out on two floors. And it's usually between three and four. But it can go anywhere in the building. I think it's been seen pretty much anywhere. Um, also, there's a doppelganger. I forgot to tell you about that one. There is a doppelganger. Um, people have been known to see other people that weren't standing there. I've also had where we heard one of the guys through the walkie-talkie, and we messaged back, we're like, what did you say? And he was like, I didn't say nothing. And it was his voice. Like, me and the girl looked at each other, and we were like, that was him, right? Yeah, that was him. Yeah, so, um, we've had that happen. One night, one of the girls wants to use my phone for a spirit box, and it literally was, like, messing up. And then she looks down, and she goes, Christy, it's calling 911. And I said, What? She goes, and it's calling 911. And so I turn it off real quick or hang up. And I said, what What happened? She goes, I don't know. I'm like, here, let me see your phone or my phone. And um, she hands it to me and I hit the thing and it calls 911 again. No logical explanations. Never done it before that. It's never done it since that. Just that night. It was pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Okay, three. Okay, that's where... Um, 
the surgery is at. So people don't like the surgery room. It doesn't bother me. Um, I don't know. I've never had really any experience in there other than my name being said. And then I had an experience with some people that weren't really believers. And I walked down there and the spirit box said that, um, told them exactly what I was just done. Like down at the other end of the hall, there's no way they would have known. So, um, also the homeless man's on that floor and like a quick, quick story. There's two of them. Actually, there's three or four, but I'm going to tell you two real quick ones. We're in that room the first time. My daughter is in there. She has headphones on. And she has a spirit box turned up. She can't hear a word that I'm saying because I'm halfway in the hall. And I'm asking questions. And I'm asking, um, what's your name? And she gives me a name. And I said, uh, uh, were you murdered or did you die of TV? Murdered. And it was answering how it was murdered. And so, of course, when I'm done, I'm, like, running back down to find out if any of it's true. But then um, I thought I saw something by the window. And I was like, um, are you by the window? And she repeated me, by the window. And I was like, oh, my God. And it, she even gave me a woman's name. All right, guys. So, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Some strange-ass shit, yo. Mm-hmm. And I think we hit a lot of things. Honestly, I think we got a lot of things and, mm -hmm. you know, this is our first episode that's kind of like this. Eventually, we're going to do more places like haunted places. But again, this was a Halloween special. And after this, we're going to move to people. And uh, we got some pretty interesting things planned. So definitely looking forward to that. But um, overall, I feel like it's it's been a validating to not be there and for Emily not to know anything, and I mean, I did watch videos, but it was years ago, and I only knew a minute amount. Um, so yeah, I think we did pretty good. It was very interesting. So Emily, you want to go ahead and talk about Tom? Yeah, because I channeled in his information, and at first it was really hard because he was blocking. And so you were like, well, why don't you try looking at a picture and doing automatic writing it'll be a better like connection and you were right and that was the way I did it but instead of looking at a picture I think I just I guess it's technically a picture I pulled up a video and I just paused it <laughs> yeah instead of yeah. just like you know so I did it like that and I only needed like five minutes to look at it and then brrr, then came the writing but yep. so Tom he's very sus very, very, very sus. And I learned that there are different facets to Tom. So I fully believe he is an earthbound spirit originally, but he has different forms. And if you didn't know, like earthbound spirits, depending on where they are level wise, because when they're brand new, I feel like they don't have that skill level yet to just do whatever, like to transform into things. Like, I feel like it mm -hmm. takes time for them to learn that stuff. And so he gave me, like, a Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde kind of energy. So it's, like, when he wants to behave, he just appears as, like, that man with, like, the cul-de-sac hairline and looks like an orderly with the big arms. And, like, I don't know, he looks like he can grab a mofo and just yeet him into another room. But then yeah. when he's being not so nice... 
he looks like a six foot shadow and he has like horns like i saw a shadow with horns and yellow eyes um yes and he zaps the energy right from you and that was part of the reason why i was having trouble staying awake while channeling him the first time for part one of this episode and then this time around and i know christy was having energy problems too and weren't you having energy issues too yeah so um i've not felt very well the last three days like we actually had to postpone this because i wasn't feeling very well last night so i got to work on like the extra little bits and odds and ends so we're recording a night late um mm -hmm. i'm just not <clears throat> my energy's not there and i'm I'm not a very high strung energy person when it comes to activity, but my mind is so uh, in my mind and my body, I've just not felt very well. And, um, Christy, actually, she wasn't feeling too hot today, um, at all. So, um, and it was, it's just, I don't believe in coincidences and I know not everything's supernatural or paranormal, but I've seen this time and time and time again, like while doing this work, when everybody that's involved in something like this, they can all have these issues. So it is mm -hmm. possible for sure. Well, yeah. And, you know, last night I was having problems because, you know, yesterday I was trying to get information and that's when my stomach started to hurt really bad and I didn't go to bed till like four o'clock because it was so severe and I'm yeah. still trying to recover from it. So, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a fun time. Um, I also feel like Tommy boy is very manipulative, but like I said, he's got to get that energy output somehow. So it's like he plays nice when he wants to. And then when he needs that energy, that's when he goes into his, you know, nasty form. And mm -hmm. does, you know, he plays on her emotions and likes to mess with her and he gets off on it. At first, I'm like, okay, maybe he's doing it just because he can't help it because, you know, earthbound spirits need that energy from the living. But then when I started to tap more into it, I saw that he hurt people when he was alive and he didn't respect women and... I'm saying this as alleged, right? Because I can't prove yep. it. But allegedly, he was abusive to women when he was alive. And he had gratification hurting patients. And he didn't see the patients as human beings. He saw them as animals. Yeah. So um, I agree with a lot of that. And I think that he is... In a, he's naturally in a low vibration so what you're saying about how he when he was alive he had a certain type of negativity about him like that so that's kind of what happens with earthbound spirits they didn't he didn't cross for whatever his reasons may mm -hmm. be uh he didn't cross and as you lose your vessel you uh all those ego and all those low vibrations, they expand and they grow because you're losing your containment. And that's how this happens. Um, Tom very well could appear in many forms. He is a part of this darkness. He's a part of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure if he's like the creator of it because sometimes, as we know, um, 
earthbound spirits can like create and trap, but generally it's darker things. Earthbound spirits can become mm-hmm. so demonized that they do the same thing. So there's something mm-hmm. to think about. I do want to say of- too, the fact that he's being seen as a shadow though, when something appears as black like that, that means the, the negative energy is so dense. And typically that has to do with like, just, well, to me, I feel like something has to be filled with so much hate and negative energy that they would appear that way. Right. And I personally think they're all coming from that dark, lower vibration. That's why they all appear the same yeah. way. I was going to say, like, yes, but I also feel like that negative energy you're talking about also defiles and tarnishes other things around it. For sure. Yeah. And, and I think exactly it's, what it's it a collect. And I think it's a combination of both for him. Right. Right. And the question is, did he just, did somebody bring him there? How did he get there? You know, that's the question. Yeah. You know, um, it's a very interesting one. I'm wondering, I don't know. I think Tom is much older. He predates Waverly in my personal opinion. Um, he's had a lot of time to learn how to do this. It's like when you pass away and if you don't cross over and you wasn't the greatest person in life and you start to demonize or become darker, it takes a while to learn how to like use and manipulate that energy. And the whole Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde is a good, a really good example of that. Um, because he knows exactly what he's doing and at the vibration he sits at, there is no positive. He does it all for trickery. Earthbound spirits lie. They lie. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I personally think he's much older than he predates Waverly. Yeah. I think he was brought there. That's just my gut feeling. Um, but yeah, for sure. Like I, I definitely agree with most of that about Tom. So for the Tom validation, so the second we got off of recording last week, I just started scrolling through reels and literally, and I'm not kidding, the first video that pops up on reels is this Omegle video where there's a psychic medium kind of like surprising the person on the other end and she starts giving the person a reading and she starts describing the person to a T to how I described Tom, right? And then... Um, the girl that's receiving the surprise reading is like, oh my God, that's my uncle Tom. (laughs) I was just like, what the fuck? So to me, that's validation. I don't know about you. Right. Yeah. I feel that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, that's (laughs) some crazy ass validation. Yeah. That's how it happens with me sometimes too, Mm -hmm. with the watching YouTube and stuff. I know that sounds weird, but spirit will get your validations to you one way or another. They knew we were on a crunch time or a time crunch. Mm-hmm. It's been wide open. Mm-hmm. So, hell yeah. Thank you, spirit. With the void, like, the spirit box, how the creeper also came in while Tom was messing with her. I know the creeper and Tom have some kind of line. And I'm wondering if, like, with the creeper, it's multiple things together and he, like, kind of is added into it. Yeah, to so, make up that um, puzzle. I still feel like they're together, 
but there's some tension. Mm-hmm. But at times they work together for their greater purpose. Yeah. That's how that's how it came in for me. Because I'm seeing a chord with Tom and the Creeper. There's a line attached to both of them. Right. Mm-hmm. I just can't make sense of the line. And I just think it's interesting because when I saw, this is a validation for you. When I saw the creeper, and now when I was having this experience, I explained at the beginning of the episode, I want to make this very clear. I was not thinking, I saw Waverly, but I was not thinking about what was going to happen next. This is like a play in my mind. I don't have control over but what I do that I'm aware of in these situations, but I saw the creeper with like a spider bump on the back like you drew it and um basically that's what it kind of looked like and then I had the thought and I'm I'm just this is just a thought it's almost like that's where it stores in that big part on its butt that we showed in the last episode that's where like it stores things like energy it's really weird like I you know what I'm talking about right the creeper Mm -hmm. how it has the it's like a human body, but it's got like that bulb. I, it's not always there, but the things like there's, there are multiple things that make up the creeper, but there are just so many dark shadows. The creeper has never lived, in my opinion. I think it's kind of something like a soul collector, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it collects energy. And the sad thing is, is like these could be fractals these could be people like people's whole souls um i think a lot of it's fractions um honestly uh but it's like it collects energy negative energy but it also and uh whatever but it also collects like people and it to me for me all this exists in this lower another it's another dimension it's a it's they're all in this one dimensiony thing together yeah. or uh space and it's it they all come from this vibration and just like i was talking about in the last video like it's a looming darkness when they say this place has a heartbeat 100 percent mm-hmm. uh that is what they're referring to that energy and they all work for a common goal i think the creeper is just part of that you know um they're all competing but there has been this is channeling now there has been some type of order created in this spiritual space that allows each one of them to get what they need, but there there are things enslaved there. Oh, I know yeah. this is all very negative, you know, but that's what, I mean, other people have other opinions and I, we're not even touching like anything that's positive because, you know, we talk more about the darker stuff and I just want to make that very clear. Like it's, you know, there is some negative energies there. But there's also some more positive, benevolent things. Um, It's not all just doom and gloom. But the things that you hear about the different things, yeah, they're definitely there. The shadows, that could be anybody. But Mm -hmm. some, it's just almost like, um, it really is almost like an order. And I will restate that. There's like, you've heard of like societies being like, an order it's a hierarchy yeah but i'm hinting at something else that i'm not going to elaborate on there is some type of order amongst things that has happened in that building um oh 
if any yeah if anybody's ever seen the actual um episode or is it the show called uh the order on netflix go look it up it's not quite like that but um i don't really want to talk talk about it in that sense if that makes sense hope people are catching on but there's been some interesting things that's happened on that land prior to waverly yeah there's elementals there but this this specific space that i was shown is very dark mm-hmm. i think they all exist in this space and i described it as like the timelines timelines collapsing on each other and i think the way the reason i got that information was because it's pulling over the years it's pulling in and pulling in and pulling in and that to me you know that's my best conclusion um there's a lot of thought for me type things there too like there's just so much but the predominant Mm -hmm. energy the heartbeat of this building has something to do coming from this realm yeah creeper tom tom has a hierarchy he has a place up so, I mean, I'm just, I'm, this is not 100% intuitive. This is a thought. It might be an intuitive thought. What if Tom came to me as the guy on the horse with the hat? Because hmm. Tom has influence outside of Waverly. These shadow figures do not. The creeper mm-hmm. does not. So what if Tom is like the leader? Maybe that's why I saw a guy ride out on a horse with the hat. Mm-hmm. So, and if that's true, gonna... other people have seen the dude with the hat yeah and i didn't even yeah i don't i don't honestly i don't rem you you watched all that video i did not i didn't get a chance to mm-hmm. so um i'm gonna have to go back and figure that one out because i don't know which one you're talking about to be 100 percent with you mm-hmm. but um yeah it's been a very interesting episode we definitely wanted to kind of wrap up everything and give y'all the evidence that we got uh this is like our way of being able to investigate a place without actually going. Mm-hmm. So it's been pretty cool, I think. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, and the nurse. We've almost forgot the nurse. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, the nurse uh, is in 502. That's what they say. And 502 is not a room. Uh, she said it, Christy was told us it never existed. But um, she's definitely part of that place because of the lower vibrational things that happen to her at least a fractal of her soul is still there it like plays out like it's on repeat it's like peeling black back layers of time and sometimes because of the way the grids are in that building you'll just get flashes of the past it's very interesting Mm -hmm. it's so interesting and the energy is very consuming because Mm -hmm. um you know, we can't clear this place. It's not like we're going to go in and start crossing things. This is not our intentions at all. So for us to, we now have an energetic line that we have to cut because we've kept this energetic line open for about a week and a half to two weeks. And it, and I'm going to be hundred percent. It's hard. It's different than just us going in and doing what we normally do. So mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely been an experience. And if anything, we hope you guys have learned something from this, honestly. I hope that it was somewhat helpful and um, maybe encourage you to get out and do your own ghost hunting safely. Okay. And um, yeah, Emily, do you have anything else you want to add? Well, because the energy grids in that place are so funky. It's like, even though things are on different realms and different timelines that have happened, 
because of the spots that are broken down, they can all exist at one time and commingle with one another. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, now you see what you kind of visualize now. I know you might have before, but what I was saying about how the timelines collapsed on each other, that's what I meant. Yeah. And that it's, it's, it's thick and not in a good way. It's thick. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I think that's all we have to share. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess guys until next time. Oh, we got to thank Christy one more time. Thank you so much. This wouldn't have been possible without you. You gave us so much information. You've been so helpful a hundred percent and we love you. Bye. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up!